0: moneymatterstoptips.com and click on become an author to apply all right so today I have Scott Wise on the line and he's the senior strategy manager over at Milk Bar Uh, Scott welcome to the show hi thanks for having me so I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Milk Bar and uh, how you're helping to grow that brand but before we do that let's get a little bit more into your background so how did you get started in business and in your career sure so
1: as you you mentioned, I work in the food industry today, but initially my interest in food started out more as an obsession. I, I grew up as a fat kid in Houston, Texas, uh, which <laughs> is the most diverse city in the country. Uh, we have every type of cuisine, so I grew up eating Malaysian food and Indonesian food and Peruvian food before they were big trends. Uh, and As you probably heard, everything is bigger in Texas, including the portion sizes. Wow. So all of that food was uh, was going straight to the gut. Um, when I went to college, uh, I, I went to Princeton in New Jersey. Uh, I got really into fitness, and I started to channel that obsession with food into academics. I majored in the Woodrow Wilson School, which is the po- uh, the program for public policy, uh, where I focused all my independent work on food and agriculture policy. So I wrote my senior thesis about conservation compliance and its related its relation to the food bill, um, all through the lens of food. I took any food-related classes that Princeton offered, including a food journalism class taught by Frank Bruni, who was the former restaurant critic of the New York Times.
0: Uh,
1: and that was a dream class for me. Uh, I had loved the New York restaurant scene since I was a kid, you know, I mentioned I grew up in Houston, but I, I would travel to New York with my family every spring break. And I was that precocious teenager who was making reservations of per se <laughs> and dragging, dragging my parents along to, to pay for the meal. Um, so I, th- that's where I first heard of, of David Chang and Momofuku and Milk Bar, which at the time was called Momofuku Milk Bar. Um, but I never really saw that as a career path. That was always an interest and a hobby for me. Um, so despite all this interest in food, I followed the, the pretty traditional path out of Princeton. Uh, I applied to all of the top investment banks, all the top consulting firms, and I went and started my career at Bain & Company, um, Bain being one of the the big three management consulting firms. I joined the New York office as an intern, uh, came back full-time, and stayed for three years. I had heard that uh, Bain was the best place to start your career, and that turned out to be 100% true. Bain gave me a lot of skills and, and a way of looking at business that I hadn't really explored before. You know, as I said, I was a public policy major in undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, everything that I learned at Bain has helped me tremendously in my career. Uh, in, in my three years there, I got to work on a wide range of projects, uh, tons of different industries, tons of different types of managers. I worked on projects in telecom. Nonprofit, private equity, healthcare. But there's two projects that really stood out to me that I, uh, that I liked a lot more. Uh, and those were both consumer facing cases. So one was for a, a children's clothes company. It was a retail strategy case building out their, their plan for how to grow over the next 10 years. Really high level strategy. Uh, I also worked for a packaged food company. Um, consumer packaged goods is a, is a, Huge industry, and so I actually did get to work on a food project. Uh, it was a post-merger integration where a traditional food company had bought a growing health food company to try to get in on those trends, and we were doing uh, the, the work to make those two companies into one. Strategy work always really excited me, uh, and it excited me the most when we were able to talk about products you can that you can touch and that you can put yourself in the shoes of as a consumer. So after three years in consulting, uh, I decided that instead of following the path of most of my peers who were going into private equity or to top business schools, uh, I decided to take a job working for the vice president of strategy at Momofuku. And this was a, a dream come true, uh, working for David Chang after years of following his, uh, his prowess in the restaurant world um, and getting to work at a company that hadn't really it was still building out the strategy function. Strategy is not a, a role in food and, and restaurant companies that, that young companies really uh, have because mm-hmm. they're all hands on deck making the companies run. So Momofuku is in the in the stage of, of their business where they're trying to grow beyond just um, Noodle Bar and, and a few other brick-and-mortar locations. How do they get more consumers in? In an online way or in, in consumer packaged goods or or any other kind of adjacencies that they can, that they can get their hands on. So, so I worked for, uh, for Momofuku for a little while. While I was there, uh, really got to apply the consulting mindset and skill set to find dining. Um, we used Mm. our skill set to do things like improve the brunch menus at a few of the restaurants using data analytics. Uh, or we would build a strategy for how to get into supermarkets with a Momofuku brand. What would that look like? What would the go-to-market strategy be? What would the pricing strategy be? Um, Really working on new revenue streams that everyone else at the company didn't necessarily have the bandwidth to work on because they were busy running the operations of the business. Mm -hmm. So I then took expertise from Momofuku and
0: Bain uh, to start the strategy team at Milk Bar, where I'm at today. That's awesome. Um and so if somebody I mean you have a, a great background and it's and it's exciting to see you now applying it over at uh at Milk Bar. Um if somebody uh you know obviously Hindsight being 2020, there's some there's some younger uh, uh, listeners listening that are just graduating college, or maybe they're just getting started, and maybe they're thinking of going down that food route, but don't necessarily want to be in the preparation or anything of that nature business. They want to be more so on the strategy side of it and how to make small companies large or, um, or mid-sized companies even larger. Um, what kind of advice would you, would you give them on kind of trying to get break into the food business, not necessarily on starting a restaurant? Because I rarely have that conversation. It's different.
1: Right. I think that if you're trying to get into food not from the culinary standpoint, you mm-hmm. really have to bring some expertise to the table. It's not a, an industry that's going to uh, hire tons of people in the, mm-hmm. in the exactly. headquarters. Exactly. So you have to come to the table with some kind of expertise. Um, I, if, if you're trying to get into food, I highly recommend going and working in another industry first, and bringing it to the food space. It's a place that ha- is still in the midst of digitalization and, and a, a, a big tech push. It's still a place that um, is started by people with a lot of passion, and, and you know, chefs and founders don't necessarily know how to run businesses. Uh, mm-hmm. from the financial standpoint or from the operational standpoint or from the marketing standpoint. So if you can come to the table bringing the expertise on a specific function from another place where you were trained really well,
0: that would be my advice, how to how to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's great advice. And I, I tell people that all the time because you think about what's happening like – I don't know if this is how I would categorize it exactly, but maybe the technology, like how everything's going tech and food. So like the actual packaging, so all these CPG companies like consumer packaged good companies and all the things that are happening, it's like the next logical step is restaurants. And what they can do, and, and strategy behind it. And you're right, like the, like the tech side of things, even marketing, it's just always been such a brick and mortar focus that the idea of you know how to expand the brand, it's just um, it's just there's so many more opportunities um, than there once were. Uh, and that there really are. Great, that's a great transition. Let's get into what you're doing over at Milk Bar. Um, so first of all, I have to I have a confession: the B Day truffle. Oh, my gosh, they're they, they are like, oh, for anybody that's not tried one of those, the first time I had one of those, I just had to, like, sit down for a minute. One, because yeah. it was so rich, but two, it was just, I just wanted to be one with that moment, to be honest.
1: <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's a great way to, to describe your, your first time at Milk Bar. Um, the for, for anyone who hasn't had it before, Milk Bar is, is the brainchild of the pastry chef, Christina Tosi. Who started out as a pastry chef at uh, at a bunch of top New York restaurants, and then worked for David Chang at Momofuku, um, where she created some some flavors that really resonated with people. And ten years into the business, they're still resonating today. The initial flavors that, that catapulted the brand, like the cereal milk, like the birthday truffle that you just mentioned, like the compost cookie, those are still the top sellers. They've they've really been able to capture something interesting. With, with nostalgia. So the, the way that she likes to talk about it is pastry grew up in France and in Italy. And when it came to the U.S., there's been a tradition of pastry and desserts, but not in the fine dining restaurants. So she's been able to capture what it was like to grow up on peanut butter and jelly and on Fruit Loops and on Nutter Butters, for example, and, and bring it to the, to the pastry chef level of quality uh, that, that we expect our croissants to be. So that's how Milk Bar came to be. It's It's been around for 10 years, and it started as a, as a cult favorite in New York City, but with a lot of media attention, it's grown beyond that. And one of the major challenges that Milk Bar has had in the past few years is how do you capitalize on this media attention, particularly with the likes of Chef's Table on Netflix, um, which is one of the top, uh, or her episode in particular is one of the top um, viewed episodes of that TV show. And it really helped the, the brand gain awareness across the country rather than just in major cities. One of my major roles is to prioritize how we grow. We have tons of opportunities, um, but we're, we're a pretty lean team. So how do we make sure that we're taking the best opportunities to grow the brand in a way that's going to retain our our quality and the customers who love us already while still getting into uh, into every, everywhere that we could be. So the major initiatives at, at Milk Bar right now are taking a, a brick and mortar dessert brand and bringing it to the masses. One of the ways we're doing that is through e-commerce. Um, how do you ship a cake to, uh, to your friend who's having a birthday? Um, how do you get a Milk Bar Pie to your grandmother's house for Thanksgiving. Uh, if you don't live in one of the areas where we have a store, you can actually go online and order that. Um, another area that we're looking to get into is CPG. Um, we, we sell truffles and cakes and soft serve and cookies. Those are all things that you can find in grocery stores. So how do we get into that landscape while, re- while retaining the quality that we are known for? Um that's, that's a challenge that a lot of brands face and, and one that we're, um, that we're in the midst of, of figuring out right now. Uh, and then growing our, our retail landscape as well. One of the ways that people fall in love with our brand is by experiencing us in person for the first time. So that saucer, for example, you can really only get in our, in our retail stores, um, and, and that's one of our top items. So how do you fall in love with, with Milk Bar in, in the experiential sense? Um, and, and one of the major things we're doing there is uh, launching a New York store, which is going to be our, our flagship location, which is going to be kind of a, a Willy Wonka wonderland of, of Christina Tosi's um, pastry wow. mind. So the, the, those are the three channels that we're really prioritizing right now in order to, to bring Milk Bar to you e- everywhere that you want to be. That's awesome.
0: Um, So, Scott, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Milk Bar, um, what cities are you in? What's the website? Like, what's the best way for them to follow up? Yeah, so
1: we're currently in New York, D.C., L.A., Boston, Las Vegas, and Toronto. So if you're in one of those cities or visiting, you can go check us out there. Uh, We're also at MilkBarStore.com to order online. Um, and if you have any questions for me specifically, um, if you if you have any partnership requests, or um, well, just want to try our products, <laughs> um, or, or are thinking about partnering us for, for potential consumer packaged goods uh, in the future, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Scott Wise, uh, or on Instagram, uh,
0: Scott underscore YS. That's awesome, and uh, my testimonial is those B Day truffles uh, will—they'll just change your life. They're so good; (laughs) they're they're life-changing. So get get into a box of those if you don't live live, in—I'm in LA, so I, I head over there. But if you're Somewhere else, just go to the website, order them, and uh, you you will you will not be um, um, mad at me for that suggestion. Well, you may be mad because you may you may uh, develop a new habit, but other than that, you won't be. Mad I was going to say be delicious. <laughs> yeah, you're, so, you're, you won't hey, be able to go back after eating it. <laughs> so hey, Scott, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and passion for food, and also the great work you're doing over at Milk Bar to help with expansion and different strategies that you're helping to take them to the broad broader market Um, to the audience as always thank you for tuning in I hope you got a lot of value out of this if you did don't forget to subscribe to the podcast leave me a review do all those great things we do to support our podcasters I really do appreciate it and uh, Scott thanks again for coming on the show